episode 164. Is your sex life getting enough sleep? Welcome back to One Extraordinary Marriage, where we talk about sex, love, and commitment. You're here with Tony DiLorenzo. And Elisa DiLorenzo. And we are so glad to have you here with us this week. For all of you, thank you so much for all your love and your hugs. Just been so thankful to see all the goodness that's coming our way. And I'll read um, an upcoming iTunes review, another one. And thank you to each and every one of you who've gone over there to iTunes, left a rating. We have over a hundred four and a half star ratings there now and numerous reviews. So thank you very much. If you want to get in touch with Elisa or I, don't hesitate. You can call in at 858-876-5663 or you can email us at info at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. Yeah, it's been, um, it's been a fun week. You know, you never know well, I never know because Tony's the one that puts everything up on Facebook. Um, you never know what's going to take off and, and explode and what's going to, you know, just catapult um, shares and likes and that type of thing. And, and it was really interesting because a girlfriend had posted on her Facebook page last week, uh, you know, one of those poems, stories, you know, I mean, you guys see them all over the place where, you know, it just talks about what your husband is or who your wife is, that type of thing. So I really liked it. I pulled it and I shared it on my wall. Tony thought, okay, well, this is good. Let's put it up on one. And so he shares this, my husband is. Mm-hmm. And this thing went viral on us. I mean, like crazy, crazy viral. We have what over one hundred and twenty thousand shares, like no, mm-hmm. over two thousand shares, two thousand shares, and but it's reached over one hundred and twenty thousand people. Oh, it's it's almost hitting two hundred thousand now, hon. Okay, well, that was last night yeah. or yesterday. <laughs> I'm obviously twenty four hours behind the uh, the reach, right. but you know we love that because as you guys start sharing the content that we put out there, whether it's you're sharing the podcast or you're sharing the post that we put up there, this is what's happening. You guys are sharing with your network. You're sharing with your Facebook friends. You're sharing with your Twitter friends. And this is the power of the one community that we can take one post and reach over 200,000 people. And change lives and change marriages in that process. So that's what's really cool and exciting. Well, and we even saw yesterday when Tony put up a prayer for husbands, you know, about loving their wives and leading their wives. And very quickly after he put that up, there were a number of you ladies who said, Hey, what about us? You know, and there was that, that instant engagement of don't leave out one side of the equation here. Yeah. And if either of you are looking for that, it was put up on Sunday, April, Seventh. Seventh. And we put up two prayers. One, that husbands can pray to cover their wives. And the other is for wives to pray over their husbands. And you can read those daily. You can read them whenever you have the opportunity. If you're in that point where you're just like, I need to pray for my spouse. This is a perfect little prayer that you can do. And I really liked it. Just even the one for husbands to be able to just go, wow, that is just powerful that I can just read through that implement or insert, I should say areas where I want to 
be praying specifically for Elisa. Now, if the two of you want to be praying together, we did do a podcast on that, and that is episode 155. So if you're looking to pray together, you've been struggling with that, and you want to be able to do that, go to episode 155. We share our how-to and how we've been able to do it. And even over this last week, Elisa's been sick. She's been sick for, gosh, almost... It's been a week. It's been a week now. And... It's been tough because she's falling asleep early or in bed earlier than normal. I'm doing other stuff, but we have continued to make this part of our lives. And what I end up doing is just, I go into the bedroom, we read our Jesus calling together and we pray and we spend that time together. It's probably about 10 minutes. And then Elisa's falling asleep because it's earlier and she, and she's tired and, and I'm off doing some other stuff, but we're making it a priority in our marriage through some of the, you know, just sort of a, a yucky week for her. Yeah. And it's, um, I'm so appreciative of him taking that time because we're, we're working on some big projects and yeah, you know, this is not really the time for me to be sick. Um, unfortunately you guys all know when you get sick, there's not a whole lot that you can do about it. And I really, it's just one of those colds. You just kind of got to wait it out, unfortunately. And so the fact that Tony takes that 15 minutes, 10, 15 minutes to just come and lay down with me and make sure that we do our prayer time. So it's not like, well, I'm in bed, you know, at nine and he's up till 11 and, you know, there's just two hours there where we're not connecting now. He makes the effort. And that's really, you know, praying together is like so many of the other things that we do in our marriage. It takes effort. And it takes one person saying, no, we're going to do this. Mm-hmm. We're going to do this because it's so easy to say, oh, yeah, I mean, he could have all last week been like, well, you know, she's not feeling well. I'm just going to let her go to sleep. But instead he'd come in and he'd be like, let's just do our prayers mm-hmm. and then you can go to sleep and I'll go finish what I'm doing. And so he's been actively pursuing that time with us. And I also got my, um, my March love letter last week. Got a little delayed in the mail, but it did show up and, uh, you know, put a big smile on my face. And if you haven't read that, go back to um, write me a letter, mm-hmm. which was another episode that we did. And, you know, folks, if you're looking for inexpensive ways to court your spouse, to let them know how much they mean to you, the love letter idea is not overrated. You can do this, you know, I mean, it could be as simple as a post-it note on their computer monitor screen. If your husband or wife takes a lunchbox to work, drop a little note in there. Um, But let me tell you, every time I get a card in the mail or, you know, it's at my place at the table or something like that, I'm like, oh, it's my love letter. And sometimes it's like really long. He writes a whole lot in it. And this one, um, it was really cute. The front of the card has a little... um, like a little uh, police siren siren. And it says, I, what does it say? I just got pulled over or my heart just got pulled over. And then you open it up and it says for racing at the thought of you cheesy card. I love it. It had like one of their, you know, he wrote one or two sentences in there and that was it. It's enough. It just sits on my nightstand now. Just uh, I'm thinking of you and it goes a long way and it goes a long way because very much like we titled this podcast, a lot of times we're not getting enough sleep, so we need those little pick-me-ups. Um, and 
quite honestly, lack of sleep is probably what led to my illness. Just a lot of late nights and things like that. And I just got, you know, the crazy kid bug that goes around. And, and we're going to talk about it because, guys, lack of sleep, sleep deprivation, it is impacting your sex life. Plain and simple. It impacts ours. And we, and we can tell. Oh, yeah. We can tell. And that's why this episode was so pertinent right now because we started looking at our own lives and going, you know what? What are we doing? And how are we interacting? Because, yes, our sex is good. But there are many a times when we feel very lackluster. We feel just sort of worn out. Trying to wake up in the morning can be a little groggy and getting two guys, two kids together, get their morning going and get them to school and then doing the whole day thing. And so we started doing some research in just sleep and how much we need. You know, what are ways that we can get better sleep? Because in turn, you folks know that if you're burnt out and tired, are you really having good quality sex? Or are you just, you know, having sex for the sake of having sex? Been there, you know, we've done that. Mm-hmm. Just tired as all get out, but we're we're like, you know what? We still want to connect sexually. Is it great? No. So let's figure out ways that we can get better quality of sleep so that way we have the energy for each other, not just sexually, but emotionally, spiritually. You know, we're there for each other. And yes, during certain stages of life, it's tougher. Obviously, newborn kid, you know, kids that are, you know, you're, you're up and you're breastfeeding every three hours or two hours or what have you. Yes, very tough. You are going to be sleep deprived. We get that. But there comes a point in time when we are doing this to ourselves. Uh-huh. We're, we're self-inflicting you know, the sleep, we're not getting the sleep that we need. And it's not because of our kids or anything else. It's because we're not taking action and taking care of ourselves. And we need to be able to take care of ourselves, right? If we're going to have this intimate sexual relationship with our spouse. Well, and it's, it, it starts off so subtly, you know, and again, those of you that have young children, some of this will pertain to you, but we're really talking to those of you who um, are sleep deprived on purpose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> those that stay up watching the late night talk shows or, you know, that last movie or, you know, my favorite is I like to stay up late reading, mm-hmm. you know, or you've got, you know, you've got that one more project that's just has to get done. And so, you know, there's always one more thing when we live in a society where there's always one more thing. So get over it. It can get done tomorrow. And, it was really kind of frightening as we started doing some research on this, just what happens with lack of sleep. Now, some of the stuff you guys are going to know, lack of sleep is going to lead to increased stress. You don't have the physical resources to handle your stressors because your, your systems have not been able to rejuvenate themselves. Yeah. Which can lead to anger, you know, because there's a root issue going on, which is you have lack of energy. You know, that stress is so high in, in you that little things that never would have impacted you now do. Well, and it's, I mean, I see that, you know, and you see it in your kids too. Like if you mm-hmm. know, those of you that do have young children, if they don't get a nap, you know, you're in for a tyrant that night. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay, so just, you know, add another 20, 30, 40 years to that, and you just have a bigger tyrant, you know, when you're tired. Right. And, you know, so you have this irritability. The thing that I found was really interesting, Thomas, when we started learning about the decreased testosterone levels. For men. And how lack of sleep decreases those even further. You know, they are naturally decreasing with age, but lack of sleep can uh, increase that deterioration rate. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, guys, lack of testosterone levels. Hello, lack of libido. You're not feeling it. You know, so if you're not getting enough sleep, you're not going to feel, you're not going to feel it in the bedroom. And then the other thing I found was really interesting is that lack of sleep leads to increased hunger. Like you wake up hungrier if you do not get good sleep. And so you don't get good sleep. You wake up hungry. You tend to eat more, which leads you to feel unattractive, which leads you not to want to be sexy. And it all goes back to not getting enough sleep. All right. So let's stop right here real quick. You need to do a self check on yourself because we can't sit here beside you and go, are you getting enough sleep or not? You probably know. You probably know. And maybe you don't. Maybe you're thinking, you know what? I'm getting plenty of sleep. Something else is wrong. So here's a way to do a self check. Seven days. Put when you go to bed, put when you wake up. And during the night, if you want to, if you're waking up during the night, you may want to have something by your bed, maybe with the pen or something, and you're just putting like a little notch. And so you can find out what's happening. And here's why I say this. There can't, there was a point in my life where I was getting, I was not getting enough sleep. I was going to bed at a decent hour and I was getting up probably six to eight hours later. The problem was I was getting up probably anywhere from six, seven, maybe even 10 times a night going to the bathroom. I didn't catch this for some reason. It just, it never equated, but what was ending up happening is I was drinking water into the late hours of the night. Cause typically I'm going to bed about 10, 11 o'clock. So I was drinking water right up until bedtime. And what that did was cause my bladder to fill up. Well, you have to go to the bathroom. You have to release that at times. And no kidding. I would be getting up anywhere from like six, seven, maybe even 10 times a night going to the bathroom. Well, every time you do that, guess what? You're not getting the sleep you need. And I remember this period so vividly that, I mean, just to try to get myself out of bed in the morning was tough. It was tough. Once I got moving and the day started, I was good. But oh my goodness, would I just want to crash. And throughout the day, you know, mentally I could tell I was not there at times. Mentally I could just tell I was just fading away. And, you know, it, it took a visit to my acupuncturist when it all came out that he and I started talking and we were, we were looking at certain things and talk and, uh, he was asking some questions of me and he, and he pointed out, he goes, well, how much are you drinking and how late are you drinking till? And that's when <laughs> the little bell in my head went off. It's like, oh, okay. So little self check you may want to just you know write down when you're going to when you're going to bed when you're waking up in the morning just to see how many hours you're getting and then if you are waking up during the night just put a little tick by those numbers
Yeah. And it's one of those things where, you know, I would venture to say most of us are sleep deprived, you know, based on the statistics that we saw, um, most adults are not getting enough sleep. Right. And, you know, there are a lot of reasons why. Um, I will tell you that I'm sitting in front of one of the major ones right now, and that would be my laptop computer. Um, with all of the electronics, the iPads, the laptops, the Kindles, the television set, there are a lot of backlit devices Mm -hmm. (laughs) that keep us engaged. Yeah, and they do say to get the best rest, you should probably turn those off 45 minutes to 60 minutes before bedtime. Give your mind, give your body time to relax. And not be looking at a computer monitor or even a TV. And so that's just a little tidbit. If if you're, you know, lying in bed and, and you're watching TV and then you just turn it off and you expect to fall asleep and you're not, you know, find an activity you can do that doesn't require to have your phone or laptop or your TV on. Possibly just it may mean that you don't even have a Kindle and you just have a paperback book. You know, it might be just one of those things where you just have a paperback book or two so you can just fall asleep at night. I mean, that was that was actually one of the reasons why I didn't get a like the Kindle Fire mm-hmm. was because I knew that if I had access to the stuff, that that would be a distraction for me. So, I've you know, I've got the regular Kindle. It looks like a paperback book, just the electronic version mm-hmm. because I do enjoy reading at night but I had to minimize the number of books I had on the nightstand so it didn't collapse the nightstand. Mm -hmm. But you've got to find those ways. You've also got to exercise, folks. You know, it's been shown time and time again in numerous studies that we looked at in our own lives. Tony was just reading Prevention Magazine this morning and they had an article, they were talking about sleep. The impact that exercise has on your quality of sleep. You know, and we hear from so many of you that aren't happy with how your body looks. And I will tell you that if you're not happy with how your body looks, and this is playing into the fact that you're not getting good sleep, you know, you're not getting good sleep. You're looking at your physical appearance and you're not happy. Get moving. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be anything crazier than like a 20 to 30 minute walk. Five to six times a week. Put on a pair of shoes Open your front door, left foot, right foot. Come back in 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing I love about walking is that virtually everyone can do it. If you have young children, you strap them in a stroller or they're next to you on their scooter or they're in a, on a bike. They can get moving with you because you're going to be the one ultimately to reap those benefits. So don't use the kids as an excuse. Um, Those of you that live in cold weather, you just have to bundle up more, but you can do it. And and the reason I always bring up walking is that it doesn't require any special equipment. You don't have to go to a gym to do it. You can literally, you, you can just, it's the perfect exercise. You can just do it. And you will reap the benefits of, the aerobic exercise of just getting out and moving your body. Yes, you have to push yourself a little bit to get to that aerobic level. But when you know that it's impacting your sleep and that you're going to be able to, at the end of the day, feel more relaxed and be able to sleep better, why wouldn't you? Mm -hmm. 
Why wouldn't you invest that half an hour? And look, maybe some of you are in a situation where your kids are old enough that they can be left home alone or you don't have kids. So why not use that half hour walk to walk and talk with your spouse? It's almost like a date walk. In fact, I think I just coined a new word, date walk. Well, you get out there, you guys are moving your bodies together. You're talking through, maybe you're talking through the 77 questions to get the conversation started. You pick your question as you're walking out the door. The arms are moving, the heart rate's up. You're talking and you're going to get into bed that night feeling good about the exercise that you gave your body and ready to sleep better because you moved. Mm -hmm. And for some of you maybe going, you know what? It it just doesn't work out. Um, I I don't want to get outside for whatever reason. You know, you may live in a cold weather state and you know, during the the deep winter and it's freezing out there, you don't want to. I'm going to put a link for our best at-home workout programs from our sister site, Fit Marriage. And there you'll find six different programs that you could pick up and do for 30 minutes. And they go anywhere from beginner to advanced. Mm-hmm. You know, for me personally, I've been getting back into cycling. I've said this in, a number of times in the last number of podcasts. What I'm finding for myself is during the weekday, I am finding an hour to get out before dinner, two to, two times a week typically. And that for me is huge. I notice by just exerting my body for an hour, two days a week before dinner, I sleep much better. I really do. And then I get out on Saturday and Sunday, typically in the morning. But you know what? This past Sunday we just all slept in. It was crazy. I mean, we just, all of us just slept in. I think it, we finally got out of bed at 8.20 in the morning. Yeah. And it was fun. It was one of those deals. You know, when you talk about, hey, you just need some sleep, we just did it. And it was one of those mornings where Abby ended up coming into the bed and then Alex ended up coming into the bed and everybody just sort of just hung out. And so for me, and then I had some church activities that I wanted to get to. And so I ended up getting on the bike at two in the afternoon for a couple hours. But again, for a couple hours, for me, that's no big deal. Get home, recover. I had a wonderful night of sleep. Mm-hmm. I, I feel I feel good when I get that workout in in the afternoon. So do know that you have that option. And for some of you, it might be the thing to do. It may be 30 minutes after you put the kids to bed. Because that's when you have time. Been there. I remember many a years when the only chance and opportunity I had was either real early in the morning or late at night. And I would get on my trainer in the garage for half an hour to an hour before bed. I'd be sweating it up, come back in, have a little smoothie or something to recover, take a shower, and I'd hit the bed, I'd read, and I'd be done. And you'd be surprised at how much that can impact you and your sex life. Because let's face it, you got to have energy for one another. (laughs) And if you're not getting good sleep, the first relationship that's going to go is the one closest to you. Yeah, it is. Because you just don't have the resources. And, and, you know, as I started reading the statistics on hunger and sleep and, you know, attractiveness and, you know, which is perceived attractiveness and things like that, started realizing how much of an impact sleep has on our perceptions. 
And, you know, it's one of those things too, where, you know, you want to have better sleep, watch what you're putting into your mouths. You know, guys, think about it. (laughs) If you're putting a whole bunch of junk into your mouth, it's going to play out in your dreams. It's going to play out in, you know, how you're feeling Mm. and you're going to, you're just not going to be happy. And that's going to carry over into your sex life. Because if you've got this increased hunger because you're not sleeping well and you're satisfying that hunger with junk food, then you don't feel sexy. Because you know, guys, you know when you put junk in your mouth. You know, I, I don't know how many times I've heard, you know, I mean, you've heard the expression, you know, moment on the lips, a lifetime on the hips and all of those other um, expressions about what we eat and how we how it plays out in our bodies. I mean, I saw somebody put a post up on Facebook yesterday. It said, you are what you eat. So don't be fast, easy, cheap, or convenient. And I thought, okay, you know what? That's true. Mm -hmm. It is. That's true. And good food gives you good energy. And it also repairs and rejuvenates everything that you need so that when you are sleeping, all that good food is going to where it needs to go to give you the best possible start to your next day. So you've got to you've got to be thinking about what you're putting in your mouth. You've got to turn off the electronics, guys. This is this is probably the hardest um, the hardest point that Tony and I struggle with. Yeah, is turning off the electronics. We eat pretty clean around here. Um, sometimes we are fast and easy. I, I will say that you know, a little convenient and sometimes cheap. Uh, but that's an area, you know, that's an area that's easy for me to control. I'm the one that buys the groceries. It's very easy for me to say what's coming in or not coming into the house. Right. But getting to sleep on time and turning off the electronics, it's a struggle. And, and you know it. You know, think about yourself and your spouse right now. And what ends up happening when you want to make love, maybe you're doing the intimacy lifestyle, right? You're on that intimacy lifestyle, which Elisa and I have done for three plus years now. But there are those days and those times when you're, you're coming into bed and you're just like, oh my gosh, I am just, it's my night. It's the last night I need to initiate sex and I'm tired. And my spouse, I can tell is about to fall asleep as well. You know, you've been there. I know it because we've been there and you're just going it would be so easy just to turn over and not do this. It would be so easy just to go, you know what, honey, I love you. Good night and be done, you know, but instead we're not going to do that. Right. Cause we're not about just going the quick and easy. Cause that's the easy thing. The harder thing is to go, you know what, honey, I'm tired because I haven't been getting the sleep I've needed but tonight's my night to initiate and I want us to be able to connect sexually. I need to work on why I'm not getting enough sleep. What is it that is happening so that, so that when I come to bed, I feel like this. So you got to take that into account. And it's something that we've had to do as I get older, you know, that testosterone statistic that Elisa said, I mean, what it's saying is lack of sleep lowers testosterone levels an average of 10 to 15%. 
which is crazy for us males. And considering a man's testosterone testosterone drops one to two percent every year, not sleeping is like aging aging his sex life or a guy's sex life ten to fifteen years. So guys, if you're tired and you're feeling it and it's because of that stress or maybe you're not eating healthy or maybe you're not working out, you also have to realize internally there's change happening and that is affecting your sexual libido. And we're hearing it more and more that husbands are checking out, you know, they're too tired. You know, they're up gaming all night, electronics right there. You're pulling away. You know, and a lot of it may be because you're not getting enough sleep. We as adults need to be getting eight hours of sleep. We need to be getting that. And for some of you who have to wake up at four in the morning, well, that means you need to be in bed at eight. Yeah, it sounds early, but if you're getting to bed at midnight and you're waking up two times and then you have to be up at four you're wearing yourself thin and it's going to impact you, your spouse and your family. And yeah, it's almost countercultural to say that you need to get sleep. (laughs) This is not an easy topic because there are so many demands on our time. There are so many things on our to-do list. There are so many things pulling at us and yet, if your body can't handle it, it doesn't matter how much stuff. I, I'm a prime example this week. I, I've got a to-do list right now that is long because we're getting ready to launch <laughs> Create Your Life. And I'm knocked out. I, I literally, you know, got kicked to the curve and said, guess what? You're taking some downtime. You're going to, like yesterday, on and off, all day Sunday, I think I probably took like two or three little mini naps because I would just lay down. And I'm like, oh, I'm just going to close my eyes for a few minutes. Okay, my body is still healing. And either you're going to be proactive and get the sleep that your body needs because you realize it before something happens or your body is going to throw you for a loop and demand that you get rest. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you, have your, you have choices. You absolutely do. And... It just depends on what you're going to do with those choices. And are you going to be proactive in your marriage by saying, you know what? We're turning off the electronics at nine. Or, you know, we're going to play soft music just to help us. You know, you're going to develop your own nighttime routine. Get your body knowing that after prayer time and reading time and you brush your teeth, then the lights go out and that's when you go to sleep. You know, time and time again, I kept reading about how our nighttime routines, they're so ingrained that they really do produce the sleep effect Mm -hmm. by, you know, getting us into that like, okay, this is what comes next. This is what comes next. This is what comes next. Sleep. And so maybe your nighttime routine is not working for you and it's time for a new one. Mm -hmm. Make it happen. You can't afford to be so sleep deprived that your marriage suffers for it. Yeah. This week, take some time. Look at yourself. Evaluate where you're at, right? 
the first place that we need to start is evaluating where we're at. Because if you don't know where you are, you cannot move forward. So take some time this week and go, okay, what is my sleep looking like? And sit down with your spouse and ask them too, what is your sleep looking like? And so that way the two of you can have a better, get more sleep. And then this way you can have the sexual intimacy, the emotional intimacy, the spiritual intimacy you desire. From there, you know, we're going to go into one question that we got from a listener, a new listener, and then we're going to do the hug to end it up here today. So here's the question we got from the listener. And I think this is really going to tie in a little bit with what we're do- what we're talking about today, which is sleeping. Um, but it also deals with another big issue, anger. My question is in regards to anger. I just recently started listening to your podcast. I listen every day. So I alternate new and old, whatever I, whatever I have time for. I hear you guys say Tony has had issues with anger. So I'm hoping you can shed some light on this for me. My husband gets mad at me about everything and his mode of response is to yell at me. Then it goes to him baiting me, goading me to fight with him. When that doesn't work, he either leaves and or gives me the silent treatment. This can last for 30 minutes to three days. I'm over it. I want him to use his words, realize that everything is not an emergency and that everything I say is not a personal attack on him, his manhood, etc. Any advice you, you have would be of great help. Yes, anger, I have found out and we have found out is one of these areas that many folks in marriage battle with. I was one of them. It really was. What I have come to learn and reading and just even looking at what I've done and gone to counseling, there's a root reason. There is a root problem that is bringing this anger up. For me personally, at my worst point in time was after the loss of Andrew. And I did not know how to deal with that. And so instead of going out and seeking help, my anger festered inside of me. And when something would happen, I blew up. It wasn't towards Elisa most of the time. She would get some of it. The majority of it, the brunt of it went to our son at the time, Alex. It was only at this point in time that I realized there was a major issue. I was facing because there were points where the anger was so unreal and the chemical imbalance that was going on in my mind in my head and in my brain. When I stepped away, it was like, I couldn't remember being in that rage. And so I I know that feeling. Here's the thing though. If you're a spouse who is being delivered this, you can't change that person. You can help them and you can seek help for them. But your spouse needs to find out what this root cause of rage and anger is. Well, and it's um, what you're describing in that email, in my mind, borders on abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, that there's emotional abuse going on, especially if we start getting into you know three days of silent treatment and storming out and things like that. This listener needs help. Mm-hmm. Um, I would definitely 
seek out whether the church has a counseling ministry, um, if there are counselors that they can go to, whether or not her husband chooses to go, she needs help herself and counseling because, you know, you can't live in a world where everything that you do is wrong, Mm -hmm. where someone is constantly trying to pick a fight with you. That's, that's not marriage. I mean, that, that's bullying on the playground when we're, you know, in elementary school. Yeah. And, you know, that's what's going on here. There's a lot of bullying that it, it sounds like he has to have his own way or he throws a tantrum and punishes her for not being compliant with that. And that's emotional abuse. Mm-hmm. And so what I would say to this listener is you need to, you need to seek help. And, you know, I pray that your husband will choose to go with you. But even if he doesn't know that there's a lot of good that can come out of going to counseling for yourself, you know, to give you clarity on the situation and your role in the situation. I'm not, trust me when I say your role, I'm not putting any blame, but you have to understand your dynamic in that because what happens a lot of time and it happened when Tony and I were dealing with anger, um, you, I played a role in that. Our, our marriage was being framed within that anger and how we related to one another and how, you know, cause I would instantly go on the defensive if he got angry like that and I'm protecting Alex. And so there was, you know, this push and this pull and, and we had to understand what was going on in our own marriage mm-hmm. and work through that. Now we chose to do that together. I know that doesn't happen in every marriage, but definitely seek out help because what you're living in right now is not healthy. Right. Yeah. And your husband has to be willing to get real with himself. You know, there, there, there's something, there's something that inside of him that is causing this. And what is it? And he may not even know it right now. And it may take time for him to really get introspective and going, why is this coming up? What has happened in my life that is causing me to react this way to this woman that I love? And I hope he'll listen to this episode because he needs help, not just for himself, but for you as well. He needs help. And so please don't, um, man, please get, get it for him. Find it, look around And hopefully he'll also hear this message and go, you know what? Yes, it's time for me to figure out what's going on because I don't want to live this life. And I'm going to say one other thing is, you know, we talk about the masks. So often we talk about the masks um, that we all wear on this show. And, you know, the whole thing with anger, a lot of times we hide. Anger is a mask. Mm -hmm. And it's one that... um, I think in our society, we tend to, we almost tend to accept it. Like, oh, you know, he's just, he's stressed. He's this, he's that, he's that, whatever. You know, he's always angry, but whatever. Got to get real with it, folks. You got to take it off because there is some pain, some life disappointment, some something underneath that anger mask. And the only way that the two of you are going to know what's going on is to be able to take that mask off. And it may be, there may be an incredible hurt under there. Like I would never have put 
the fact that we lost Andrew would have caused Tony's anger without understanding now in hindsight all of what Tony had to do to protect me when we were going through that period of loss. And the fact that he couldn't deal with his own sense of the loss because of the walls of protection that he had to put around me. So just, it's a hard issue. And it's one that is rooted in pain. And it's one that there is no quick fix for. That you need help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Lastly, we are going to go with a hug for this week. And again, I want to thank each and every one of you who's gone over there and added a rating and a review to iTunes. If you haven't done so yet, please do. Again, it just lets others know what this podcast is about and how it's impacting marriages around the world. This one comes from Carl G. Man. This is a must-have podcast for any marriage. Five stars. I don't think I've heard another podcast that could potentially help so many marriages. I can't think of a single married couple that wouldn't benefit greatly from the advice given here. Well, thank you, Carl G. Man. We appreciate it. Guys, we appreciate you. This one family you're a part of, we're blessed that you are part of it. We're blessed that we have such amazing listeners around the world who come here each and every week to get advice, how-tos on how to have extraordinary marriages and know that Elise and I aren't perfect, but we're having an extraordinary marriage each and every day. We take time to work on our marriage. It may be five minutes some days, and some days it might be longer. So with that, we know you can spend five, 10 minutes with your spouse. Find an area that really impacts you right now and that you want to work on, be it emotionally, spiritually, financially, sexually, and work on it with your spouse. Take some time with them. And most of all this week, go get some sleep. Get some sleep so that you can have the energy you want for yourself so that you feel great and for your spouse. Okay, you guys, have a fantastic week. We love you, and we'll catch you next week.